This podcast is for women from all walks of life to come together and share their stories through their eyes. So thanks for taking the journey with us. Thank you again for tuning into the Journey Podcast. I am so excited for the guest that we have today. I've known her for at least seven, eight years now. She has been um, a mother to me. She has been an inspiration to me and so many. Uh, I won't take long because she can introduce herself. Tonight we have none other than the amazing visionary, Miss Linda Joyce, also known as the Purple Lady. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hi, sweetie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm glad you came up with that number because it has been quite a while. I remember the first time we met. Really? I don't. R- remind I me. I do. I do remember. Jesus. You, were, you, you were putting a party together, a birthday party together. Wow. Yes. That, wow. Yep. That's, so that's been about seven years. Look at God. And we're still connected. Seven's the number yes. of and we are still completely We're still here. connected. Yes, indeed. Awesome. So I want you to start off. I know you. I know all of the amazing things that you're doing. But can you share with the listeners, who is Miss Linda Joyce? Um, well, Linda Joyce is a miracle. Mm-hmm. A miracle, a mother, a visionary, a dreamer, uh, someone that loves music, uh, a woman that loves God and trying to do uh, the things that God has placed in her yeah. to uh, help others. It's not just to help me. Sometimes we think things are for ourselves only, but uh, that's not always necessarily true. Yeah. And it took some time for me to realize that I'm not just here for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm also here for others. Awesome. So I know about all the great things you're doing, but tell them about uh, more about Linda Joyce. Uh, I'm not going to share it all, but the author, the visionary, the business owner, tell everybody about all those things. Um, when I think about all those things, I sometimes have to look and say, well, who is that person? Because I'm so amazed, you know, I feel like I have a normal life, mm-hmm. but it's really not. <laughs> it's really not. Um, I am an advocate for bullying, trying to build that, uh, with Holy Ghost, really. Um, I'm generally, uh, doing, I've met sometimes God puts people in my life that I'm looking for just at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I have a young man who's helping me get my status for the production company, which is called Division Production. Um, I'm also an author. Uh, I have a book coming out soon, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> called Surviving on Broken Pieces. Um, I am a mother of two adult children. I have spiritual children as well. You are one. And um, the other things that I'm doing is, you know, I'm doing as God calls me. Um, I have, you know, different hats that I wear. Mm-hmm. 
that God basically had picked. I didn't necessarily even know that I was going to have a production company. That was something that fell in my lap. Um, I've always loved to write. Mm -hmm. And I've always loved to take, you know, pictures. I love music. So I love to push buttons and I love enjoy dabbling in um, recording. So, yeah. you know, all of my talents and gifts basically are coming together into a production company, but also it's coming in a way of outreach. Yeah. You know, I am a Christian. I am a born again believer and I am a prayer warrior, but I'm just not someone who's trying to stay in the four walls. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people's not coming to church. Not at all. And nowadays, some the churches have been closed. When have we ever lived in a time where church doors have been closed? Yeah. Maybe for snow or something of that sort, you know, but not the way it has been for the pandemic. Right. And just because that's happening, we don't want to lose souls mm -hmm. because we're not in our place. So we have to go beyond that four walls because, you know, like some people are doing Zoom as we're doing. Yeah. And we just have to really learn how to shift. You know, we're living in a different time. The Bible says he doesn't change not. But that does not mean that our, you know, ways of reaching out is not going to change. Right. Absolutely. So... I want you to go more in detail and talk about your journey to getting to the place that you are right now. You can choose whatever part of it that you want to start on. Um, I'll probably start where I'm at. And if I have to go back, uh, I lost my house. Okay. And I ended up being in West Philly. You lost your video. Okay, there you go. I, somebody's trying to call me. who probably don't even know me for real. <laughs> um, but I lost my house about two years ago, and I ended up in West Philly, mm -hmm. a place where I would never have adventured out to live. But I found out in through some time, there were some reasons why I ended up being in West Philly. And some of the reason why I ended up being in West Philly was I needed healing. Mm. And the, church, the, the street that we're living on is a very small street, which is what I grew up on. Yeah. And as I'm walking down the street, Lord said, I'm taking you back to your beginning so that little girl and you can heal. Wow. We can't necessarily help people when we're broken too. You know, wow. um, so God needed to take me all the way back to being the little girl Linda so the adult woman Linda could be put together. Mm -hmm. Help someone else out. Then I also heard the Lord say, you're put in a strange land just to go, like Abraham. Abraham didn't know where he was going, but out of the obedience of God, he left his home, yeah, his familiar place. See, I'm out here. I don't have any family out here. I can't. My, my mother's about an hour, almost an hour away from wow. where I'm at. So most of the time when I talk to my mom, on the phone. Mm -hmm. None of my sisters or siblings or no one is out in West Philly. So God had to get me to a place where I could hear his voice and not hear the other chatter. Mm -hmm. So I could get in my word so I can grow. You know, um, 
basically I lost my job, not lost my job, I ended up being retired. And he was just taking me, taking certain things away from me, allowing me to get into a cave almost, mm. away from all the busyness, all the voices, even the direction of other people. He wanted it to be one-on-one -on -one with him because who knows me better? Absolutely. He's the one that created me. So he know what he put in me. And that stuff wasn't coming out. The stuff that he put in me that others needed was sitting there, stagnant. I wasn't growing because I had friends and family who basically was being helpful, mm -hmm. but they was sheltering me because I'm the youngest of seven. Oh, wow. And I'm still like everybody's baby. <laughs> At 50 years old, I'm still everybody's baby. And because I wasn't growing, that meant that those that were assigned to me, that are assigned to me, is not getting the help that they needed. So God had to allow a tragedy to happen in my life. And sometimes that's how we basically start doing what we're supposed to do because we are thrust into something. Right. And that's a lot of what, you know, my journey has been, though there's has been other things, you know, like the car accidents and, you know, but, you know, it's a miracle. That's why I say I am a miracle because with so many things that my body has gone through, you know, um, has affected me physically, but it has also affected me emotionally too. Yeah. And, and I, I love that you started with your journey now because sometimes we don't realize that what's happening now uh, is so important to be aware of that we can then go back in the things that's happened in our journey and then do what we need to do so that we can be as successful as we need to be. Um, so I, I truly love that. And I also love how you said that God needed to get you in a place that it was you and him. Because a lot of times when we're, we're taking this journey and we're on a road, we, you know, we're used to roads being busy, but sometimes we have to go on that lonely road so that we can get to what it is exactly that we're supposed to be doing in our lives. So I, I absolutely love that. And I'm glad that you said that because someone might need to hear that that you know they might be in a time or a season in their life where it's just like it seems like everything is going wrong but in reality it's going right because you're now where he needs you to be so that you can do what exactly it is that he called for you to do so i'm so glad that you said that um so i want you to talk more about your 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 business your uh production company because the meaning and the message that you share is something that's so important and although, you know, we're in a pandemic and schools are going to be a bit different than what they usually are, cyberbullying is something that's major. Um, yes. So talk about like your, your mission of, you know, spreading the word about bullying. Okay. Um, I was bullied myself growing up. Um, I'm very mouthy, but I was one that I did not like to fight, mm -hmm. but I was often picked on. And I believe that experience made me very sensitive to others hurting. Yeah. I have a big heart for those that are hurting. And, you know, bullying basically is in so many ways, just like as you mentioned, like the cyberbullying. Um, uh, isolating someone is a way of bullying. Mm -hmm. 
know, not allowing a child or a teenager not to be a part. You know, um, my desire is to have a program. I mean, I have so many different, that's why I don't sleep at night, Lord Jesus. Because my brain is just constantly going with different ideas. And my desire is to have a school or some type of program where I can use my arts and gifts to outreach the children. You know, because I worked in a school myself. I'm a retired educator. Mm -hmm. And a lot of children have a lot of talents and gifts that they're not allowed to use. Mm -hmm. We push in and stress so much of the educational part, which is important. Book learning is very important. Learning how to read but what if that child is struggling with his math, mm -hmm. with reading? Sometimes you have to learn that child what type of learner they are. So you can not throw that child away, but try to find out what's in them yeah. to use their smartness. So sometimes um, they may be musical. They may know how to sing. They may know how to dance. They may can draw. Yeah. And I want to be able to create and use those children so that we can find out from them, you know, what they feel as though would be a way to help them cultivate. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe that a lot of bullying comes from anger. You have a child who may be dealing with something. They may be being molested at home, mm -hmm. dealing with some type of, they may not have a parent. Yeah. The parent may be on drugs. There is a root why they're bullying. And a lot of times we overlook that. Mm -hmm. And in order to, you know, stop something, you got to get to the root. Absolutely. You got to get to that anger. Why is the child angry? So I really would like to be able to create a program somehow. I don't know exactly how, but there's a lot of things I don't know how to do. And, and basically, I end up doing them anyway. And I'd be like, oh, here, Linda J. <laughs> Those become the best projects, the ones that <laughs> you have no idea. And that you're fully just having faith to get it completed. Yes, yes. And allowing God, you know, it's, it's like you're being open. You know, sometimes it's better for us to be successful in something when we admit you can't do it. Mm -hmm. When you admit, God, I need your help. Yeah. You know, uh, sometimes we're too proud to ask for help because we feel as though that we can do it all by ourselves and there's nothing. Look at us being born. We didn't do that by ourselves. Not at all. Somebody had to help us. A lot of, some of us got stuck and needed some type of tool so, you know, basically I'm praying that, you know, God sends me people, um, that he gives me, um, because the name of the, my production company is Division. Mm -hmm. And I got that name from the Bible, Rebecca. Mm -hmm. Write Division and make it plain. I'm visual. So a yeah. lot of things that I do, I need to see. I need hands on so, you know, that's, that's really my desire, Simone, is to um, have a program, maybe in camp, maybe a camp program where, yeah. you know, children can write their own play. A 
about bullying. Yeah. You know, so that's my desire, really, you know, um, to have a safe haven mm -hmm. for them to come and be able to, because a lot of, I get so many young people around me, and a lot of it is because they see me as a confidant. Mm -hmm. They know that what they say and share with me, I'm not going to repeat it. And how can you help someone if they're going to, if you're going to be the one to tell their business? Yeah. And they have to feel comfortable with being able to, you know, open up with what they're feeling and, and what's going on. But sometimes they don't know. Right. Your, your son is on uh, the Facebook and he said, no, you said school and school it would be. So it will not be a camp. It shall be a school. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Just want you to know what we can do. You know we know we're going. We're going to keep the vision what it is. Okay, we're going. We're going to keep it as it's been spoken. So you said it. So shall it be. Yes. 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 So he's a lot of my help anyway. So yes. He's amazing. We yeah, love him. Um. So I want you to talk about. Um, as you stated, you know, you are 60 years old and you are doing something that many 60-year-old women would be like, are you serious? You want me to do this? You have been modeling. So talk about that journey and how has that been for you? Amazing. Amazing. Um, that was never my plan either. And I see why I'm doing it because I think it motivates people my age. Um, it's a encouragement. It's an empowerment. Um, someone basically contacted me maybe about two or three years ago. I modeled a couple times as a little girl, but it was something like for the why, you know, it wasn't nothing serious. And I never really got interested in doing anything like that <laughs> because I was fat. I felt like I was ugly and I just felt like that I was not going to fit in. So I never tried and never thought about it. Yeah. But someone contacted me and kept on trying to get me to model. I said, I don't want to model. I don't want to do that. So I kept turning her down and she kept popping back up. And maybe two years later, you know, she talked to me about, you know, how she saw me. Yeah. And she felt as though that I was good, you know, with me enjoying the changing of my hair color, um, the fact that I love makeup fact that I love clothes, you know, all those things that models basically do, I guess I was already doing it, you know, for in order for someone else to see. And um, she asked me one more time and I said, I'm not doing it. I don't want to be interested in modeling. <laughs> so the last time she asked me, I said, you really want me to do this? Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, because I thought in my mind, I said, we always have uh, talk with God mm -hmm. and we a lot of times of course because he is God he knows the desires of our heart yes. and even though we may not speak it he still knows mm -hmm. and I said you know what this may be something that I should do because it's probably something I've been wanting to do and every time I do it I'm scared to death yeah I'm scared to death. Um, I've had many trauma to my legs. So the fact that I'm able to walk at all is another thing, reason why I should do it too, yeah. to let the enemy know that he's not in control. Just because I've had some tragedy, you know, some accidents and serious 
you know, things to happen. If someone is willing to work with me, why not? Why? Why not? Why not? Somebody write in the comments. Um, why not? <laughs> why not? So that's how I ended up modeling. Um, I don't try to make it a career because I don't believe that's my career. But I do have fun with it. Mm -hmm. um, just the fact of meeting designers and um, it makes me feel good. It really does. You know, somebody asks, well, you're not going anywhere. Why are you putting makeup on? Because I'm doing it for Linda. Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't I? Everything is not done just so to see for somebody else to see. Absolutely. Listen, someone said it to me today. They, uh, I think it was my sister. She's like, why you got lipstick going? Where are you going? And it's just like, you know, sometimes you just got to do it for yourself. That, that's so important. We live mm -hmm. in a world where people are doing everything for likes and comments and shares. And But when are we just going to do it for ourselves? And that's, you know, important that we get into a mindset of just doing it for ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because after all, at the end of the day, you can't get away from you. Mm-mm. So why not let you be happy? And it took me, I mean, you know, we all have our moments because we're human. But I feel as though that even during this pandemic, I have been happy. Mm -hmm. I believe the peace that I had is a gift because I'm not worried. I'm less worried than when I was working. Can, can, can you say it again? Love. I am enjoying it and people that are doing all this, you know, complaining. And I know everybody is not the same, you know, but I don't want it in my spirit and I don't want to take it in because it's just sad. Mm -hmm. And God ain't die. You don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. He ain't finished. <laughs> Absolutely. He's giving us he, look, he's giving us another chance. Wake up, y'all. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want you, before I go to the next question, I want you to talk about now, you know, you've, you've already been an author and, you know, writing and doing amazing things and producing your work and Denny and different aspects. But I want you to talk about now your journey of writing your upcoming release. Oh, it's amazing how many things I'm doing, Simone, I didn't plan. I didn't plan that either. <laughs> I have three other books that is waiting um, that I was planning on producing and you know, publishing, but it seemed like I couldn't get the funds that I needed. I couldn't get what everything. And God said, right? Well, my son actually, because he's going to probably say it was now. But he said, one thing he said to me, he said, Mom, maybe you can't get those out because you need to write about you. Mm. And I had already, you know, I'm a journal. I journal a lot. I've been journaling. I've been writing actually since I was 11 years old. So I have a lot of journals, even from 19, I think the furthest I can remember back in 1992, mm. before, maybe even before that, because my, yeah, around there, around 87. I would say about 87. And I just basically started writing that started writing about the experiences that i dealt with as a child yeah and i didn't realize that the book surviving on open which is my publisher basically came up with um i was writing the title that i put together was drop penetrated and isolated mm -hmm. 
and resilient. That's what I basically thought because she felt as well because she was experienced and you know, she said, Well, let's try this name. And I said, Well, let's go for it, you know. Um, and I decided to, you know, go back to as far as my time in my mother's womb. And even though I reflect on that, I look back and realize that there were certain things that I didn't know that I had experienced, mm -hmm. you know, that I had forgotten. But when you start writing, those things start coming back to you. And I realized that I needed to release something in me that was embedded in me. And then I realized that the purpose of the book was a healing inspiration, mm -hmm. empowerment. And though, you know, I can't wait for others to buy it. You know, I'm really looking forward to people purchasing, purchasing it. But I'm really, really have a desire for people to read it. Yeah. Male or female, because I know there's so much in it because of what I experienced. And I know I experienced it because I'm going to run into people. God's going to bring people in my life that's dealing with what I dealt with. Absolutely. And how can we help others if we never experienced it? We never experienced. A young lady told me the other night, she said, Mom, you are so understanding. You understand a lot of things of what I tell you. And a lot of reason why, and I'm not saying, you know, I don't just tell somebody, I understand just to say it. If I say I understand, it's because I listen. Absolutely. And I can, you know, sympathize and empathize with what that person is going with. Because I have dealt with a lot of things, different things, things that I had forgotten. You know, um, my life is amazing even to me. Yeah. So, you know, that's how a lot of my, you know, um, how this book has come into place. And I believe that, you know, because it's healing me first, it's going to help others with their journey Absolutely. Um, I love that because, you know, oftentimes we see it based off what we see on the surface. We think that uh, people are healing others first and doing all these things in the community and this and that but if you never go and deep down and deal with the, the hurts in the situations and not so much to deal with them because they're they're holding you back but just to acknowledge them and be aware of them you'll never be able to fully help someone else through their journey so i i love that i love you know i'm a writer also my first peak my first book was truly <laughs> um, my first book was truly just as you said it was a, a I had it. Yes. I had it. You were there. You were there. Yes, I, I was there. <laughs> uh it was truly a, a healing process. And just like you said, you know, as I was writing, things were coming back to me that I didn't realize that I was going through or that I felt or, you know, all those different things and didn't realize how they played into who I was who I was and who I was becoming. But because I did that and because I was obedient and like you said, you know, I had other things that I wanted to do, but I had to do what he wanted to be produced first. It opened so many doors and you've already done that in everything that you've done and in the lives of the people, you know. And I'm just excited to see you continue to do that and continue to bless people as you've been a blessing to me 
um, you know, I'm, I'm excited. And the, the question that I want, the next question that I want to ask, because I know that you, you know, were someone that was a part of mine, but I believe that we all carry an invisible backpack. Um, and when I say that, I believe, you know, we have this backpack on our back that is helping us to get to our final destination in the journey, whatever it may be. So can you share with us, the listeners, who or what has been in your invisible backpack? Has it been people? songs, scriptures, uh, you know, books, what is it that has been a part of your backpack to get you through this journey? Um, one of the first things is tears. Listen, y'all be getting me with these answers for this tip. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, listening. I'm listening. You know, it says in the word of God that he collects our tears. And I believe that, you know, um, Scriptures have helped me, but being real, um, music is a major thing for me. Sitting in a car, there's many times I've sat in Wawa and just cried, talking to God. I don't understand why am I dealing with this? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I in this situation? What did I do wrong? I'm always feeling like I'm doing something wrong. And I don't know if that's because that was from my upgrowing that um, because of things not being right, then you must have done something wrong. Somebody always pointed fingers at me. You know, mm-hmm. I felt, that's what I felt like. And I would cry. And though I don't like to cry, but I can do it if nobody's around me. So I would sit in my car. Yeah. Between tears, talking to guys, and listening to music, and I'm going to tell you something, to be honest and truthful, it wasn't always gospel either. Come on and be, come on I love Andros, that's my second husband. So when he passed, my nephew called me and said, Auntie, are you okay? Because <laughs> Luther's gone. <laughs> I love it. Love uh, Luther, Phyllis Hyman. I don't know why all the ones I love died, but you know, their music still lives on. Still lives <laughs> on. Yep, and Nita Baker. You know, those songs to me talk to the soul. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, to me, that's healing. Music, I believe, is healing. It's yeah. healing. You know, gospel, I mean, I'm not into all the rap and stuff no more, but once I really realized that I didn't like it anymore. I said, boy, you must be getting old because, you know, you don't like that stuff. But I love music that's soul music, you know, music that has to deal with, you know, a person's reality, you know, real things. And, you know, sometimes I would sit and watch movies. Yeah. I love romantic movies, you know, about love and things of that sort. So those are the things that really, really you know, kind of helped me um, with my, you know, journey is the arts, things yeah. in the arts, taking pictures. You know, I love, I love photography. That's something else that I do, you know. Um, so the arts basically is something that really helped me. Music, you know, journaling, you know, yeah. those things. Um, I had most I was waiting for you to say the journaling, okay? Yes, <laughs> journaling. I cannot go without writing. I cannot go without writing. I found out that if I don't write something, then I'm not writing. I'm not writing my own self. 
So, you know, the things of the arts was really, you know, and talking to God because even though most of my siblings, or all of my siblings, are 12 plus years older than me, I was always by myself. I played by myself, you know, I pretended, you know, had pretending, and I guess that's how I used to write because I used to make my own world. You know? <laughs> and when I used to get spankings and stuff like that, I would kind of, you know, go off in my own world and have another mother and another father and get rid of those real ones that were spanking me. Give me the ones that, that love me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, but those are the things that helped me. Those are the things that, and, and they still do, Simone. They still do. You know, I used to blast music. Yeah. I used to have a boom box that I carried. And um, I would sit it up in the window, you know, just blasting, blasting music. You know, Jackson 5 was my favorite. Yeah. Hello. That's me. I just something. I don't know why people just never call me any other time. Now all of a sudden they try to be my <laughs> It always happens that way. It always happens that way. Trust me. Um, I, I love all that. Um, and I, I love that you said that last part about how um, it's not just a one-time thing, how it's, it's always a part of us and it's always a part of that process of making sure that we're able to get through the journey. So, you know, thank you for those real words. The last question that I want to ask you is to give some words of encouragement, words of empowerment to someone who may be going through any aspect of your journey that might have a similar situation. What are some inspiring words that you can give to them? Don't be fake. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if we're not real or transparent, we can't get the help that we need. Or we can't, you know, it's not good to isolate yourself. Find someone that you can trust yeah. to talk to. Think about the things that you enjoy doing that are safe, yeah. positive. There's always something, you know, and it may not be like right now, we can't do a whole lot driving me nuts. So <laughs> I would take myself to the movies or, you know, go out to eat. And I would do those things by myself. And it wasn't something that was easy because everybody, you know, we all have our differences of sometimes being alone. Mm -hmm. But we also like to be with people too. And, you know, now is the time for us all to really spend, try to spend time getting to know ourselves. Yeah. You know, it would be good. I, I really think outlets are really important mm -hmm. to find out who you really are. Yeah. I think that's one thing. Um, you know, really know who you are. Don't be by yourself. And there's nothing wrong with, I don't know how that's working now with, you know, medically, uh, with the pandemic and everything. But if you need someone that's a professional, get help. Yes. Get you a telemed uh, therapy yeah. section. Absolutely. And I will admit, I've been in therapy myself. Mm -hmm. And I find it very therapeutic to find something. If, if, if it, you find that it's not helping you, then maybe you have the wrong person. Yeah. There's a plenty of people out here. You know, it doesn't have to be a pastor. 
because you're a Christian, it doesn't have to be a pastor. And can you, I personally can you say that again? Can you say that? I would prefer. I actually would prefer not to have one because I don't want nobody. To, and I love the Word of God, but I don't want nobody throwing scriptures to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we can pray because that's important, but you have to understand that person. Mm-hmm. That may not help that person. You have to meet people where they are. Yeah. Don't push and feed what you think they need. Sometimes we can tell you, you know, you have to, that's why it's important to assess. Yes. You know, to assess. And when we are fake, you know, you're helping the wrong person Mm -hmm. because you're you're not helping that person that's in front of you. So, you know, I just really wish that people that are hurting, but you know what? Let me go back, Simone. Mm-hmm. It's not always their fault. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we make people embarrassed that they don't want to talk. Yeah. That they don't feel comfortable because they've been ridiculed so much and pointed at and laughed at. And that's where that bullying comes from, too. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, children are not the only ones no. that bully. Adults get bullied, too. People get bullied in church. Amen. Amen. You know, and we just have to do better. You know, yeah. we have to do better. We have to discern, you know, um, when that person may be in need. And, you know, sometimes it's just listening. Yeah. Sometimes it's just being there. Just, sometimes it's your presence. Just that presence. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that makes me think about, you know, um, going back to you. I want to. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Um, I have known you for a while, and we've had plenty of talks and mm-hmm. you know, talks about certain things. And I'm not going to say how stubborn you used to be, but um, that's okay. Because mom can say that and get away with it. The Lord is working on me, okay? I'm only like <laughs> this much stubborn these days. This much, okay? God has been snatching me up and saying, keep the life. So I've been doing good. I don't want God to get me. I've been. I'm no, we don't want that. We I'll be obedient that. in this season. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> because he has gotten a lot of people. <laughs> yes. Yep. He has gotten a lot of people because he loves us. Mm-hmm. He loves us. And I think that really that's really the key to a lot that we should do is to be more loving and not so judgmental. Yeah. You know, sometimes a person is in a situation and they don't necessarily want to, We don't know what a person's heart is. Mm-hmm. Just because of what they're doing on the outside, they may be struggling with. They may be struggling with what they're doing. It's so true. And, um, you know, working with kids, I, I always share that you have to think about the context. You never know what someone had to do to just get to see you. Um, and, you know, even now being a parent, like sometimes, you know, my daughter is lashing out and I'm just like, what is wrong? But context, I don't know what she's going through. Like she's not able to fully verbalize it. So she might be having an experience that, you know, I'm not aware of. So now I have to choose to either one, check myself and to assess what it is that she needs or two, just act in the moment. So it's, it's so important that we get to the place that we stop just acting and responding based upon our own personal precepts and really Absolutely. get to the context and the root of why someone is doing what they're doing. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, you don't know what, um, 
what they may be dealing with. You know me, I used to be the one, I don't care, I'm going to say what I got to say, and then, oh, I'm sorry, but you know, we can't be like that in this season. We got to think, and we got to, you know, truly assess the situation and not just, you know, push ourselves and our own feelings and our own, you know, personal mindsets on the situation. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's something I'm trying to learn how to do, uh, is to see things, but not necessarily verbalize what my personal opinion is because my personal opinion may be correct, but it may not be the right time. Yeah. Or it may not be what God wants me to say. Yeah. You know, sometimes we say certain things and we can, you know, damage a person's mm-hmm. esteem. Yeah. We don't know what they did this morning or just a few minutes ago. Yeah. They just basically was ready to commit suicide. Listen. And yeah, a lot of, I think a lot of times, you know, us, especially in the African-American community, we, we push what we think and we push what we believe on others. Um, and in reality, you know, like you said, we don't know what that person is going through. Uh, at, when I was at P, uh, PCOM, where I got my, my master's program, one of the things the professor always did, she never just said what she thought. She always asked if she could make an offering. And it was our decision if, uh, for us to either take, which, uh, take what, is, what it was that she wanted to say or to be like, no, no, thank you. And if we did say no, no, thank you, she didn't get upset. She didn't get angry. She didn't get frustrated. She didn't question why she went with it because it was our choice if we wanted to hear what she said. And we have to get into a mindset and build it up in the community that we have to not just push our feelings and our thoughts on people, but make it so that we can now, is it okay if I say that? Is it okay? Is it a right time for us to have the conversation? Is it okay if I'm asking you all these type of questions? Because like you said, somebody might have been bad on suicide and you asked that wrong thing or you said that wrong thing and then they're going to go home and go finish it. When it's not you just be in there and just say, whatever you need, I'm here. Or just be a smile. You know, you never know. Like just smiling at someone can just shift their presence. Like, you know, before we even had a conversation, you were just a, a, a face that... You know, at times you gave me this, you gave the side, but you still had a presence that I knew that if it was needed or if I needed something to be said or needed to talk to someone, that you were there. And it wasn't like you pushed yourself. It was just being present for that person and being able to offer when it was needed. And that's something that I think is so, so, so important in this world that we live in right now, that we just, you know, not just push our own feelings and emotions off on people, but to really just ask before we do it. And you know what? You're absolutely right. And Simone, as you was, I've never called you Simone. I always call you Marie. Um, so Simone is feeling a little <laughs> weird to me. But uh, as you were talking, it made me think about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is a gentleman. You know, there's a song that someone is knocking at your door. It didn't say he busts in. It says someone's knocking at your door. That means he's waiting. He's waiting. He's not pushing himself on anyone. He's not pushing himself on anyone. So what gives us the right to bogart on other people? Yeah. You know, Jesus says, I'm here if you want me. 
I'm here if you want me. If you don't want me, then that's your choice. Mm-hmm. We have our own free will. You know, we like to, you know, blame others for this yeah. and that. But, you know, we have a free he has we have a free will that Jesus allows us to use. Absolutely. So we should also, you know, follow suit, you know, follow shadow him. Yeah. Shadow his 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 way. And his way is to be gentleman, to be gentle. And just as you said, I like that what you said about your professor. You know, can I give an offering? I might have to use that. Yeah, I listen, that. I use all the time now. I, I'm not, I want to offer. Can will you take it? Because if you don't, I'm going to just, oop. I'm right, going right, right. to just write it down. And we, I'm going to, okay, you want it now? Okay, what I was going to say was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, come back. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. But I think that's really important that we, don't push ourselves on people. You know, I try even now that I have adult children, um, and even though I'm their mother, you know, I try to do my best to be respectful mm-hmm. that they are adults. You know, yeah. you don't want your children, I call them adultery now, I don't say children so much, but you don't want your adultery to um, bump their heads too much and suck yeah. their toes and make mistakes. But sometimes you got to let them do that. Sometimes you have to allow them to make mistakes. And they may not make it, but, you know, you made mistakes. Right. You have to trust God, you know, enough that you put what you could in them that, you know, that they'll follow that word. And if they don't, then you, that's when you pray more and better. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But you have to let them grow up. Absolutely. Listen, you know, we could do this all night because, you know, this is what we do. Well, we have done it all night. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> uh, but I want to make sure um, that everyone knows where they can buy your upcoming book, Surviving on Broken Pieces. Please, please, please share every with everyone that information. Share with everyone your social media uh, handle so they can stay a part of your amazing journey. Well, the book Surviving on Broken Pieces will be launched next Thursday. Yes, we're going to celebrate. We're going to be on Zoom. Um, We're going to have a little celebration. It will be available that day, Thursday, August the 20th. I'm asking everyone, please, 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 to purchase that particular day. Yes. Um, On Amazon, it will be available. you can reach me at here on Facebook. My name is Linda uh, J. Make sure you find Linda with a Y. Um, Linda J. Also on Instagram, I am the praying, P-R-A-Y-I-N-G, visionary, B-I-S-I-O-N-A-R-Y, all one word. My information is information at Linda Joyce, J-O-I-C-E, Michael, if you're listening. It's not J-O-Y, it's J-O-I. The letters are kind of shifted. L-Y-N-D-A, J-O-I-C-E. That was my mother. My mother did that. But um, then I had the, also my email address, if you're interested, is L-J-O-T-S at yahoo.com now let me tell you something interesting about how i'm saying how god always does certain things 
My email is ljots. If you look at it, it says ljots. That's writing. So I can't get away from it no matter what. I didn't even put that together at all, but those are those are actually my initials. Yeah. Most of that is my information. And as I said, my um, launch party will be this Thursday. It will be on Facebook um, at 7 o'clock. We're going to have a host, and we're going to do some fun things. Yeah. A little different. I'm not the ordinary person. Um, no, who can be ordinary who with can be ordinary? hair? What is ordinary, you know? <laughs> got time for that <laughs> but that's where um it can be purchased on amazon awesome so you guys heard her on next thursday a week from today we are going to make sure that she sells out her book surviving on broken pieces um we will also share all of the information on the through her eyes platforms both on facebook and on our instagram mom i thank you so much uh, for being a part. I thank you for speaking. You know, we didn't get to talk on Tuesday, um, but I know the enemy is mad once again because we were able to come and to share your story, your journey. Um, I love you. I love you. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to tune in. Our next podcast will be uh, two weeks from now on the 25th. We will be having none other than India Danae of Ivy Story Hears. So thank you again, Mom Linda. The journey won't be easy, but it's one worth taking. So thank you for taking the journey with us. Have a good night, everyone. See you thank soon. you, guys. You too.